Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. are now two games out of first place in the AFC South. Good morning, everybody. John and Dell, along with Brian, here with you over the next three hours. Lance, lazy, uh, actually wanted to stay another day. He was in Indianapolis. He was with his boy, Chris Ballard, all weekend. Yeah. He spent Thanksgiving. Enjoyed the Colts beating Tampa. Now the Colts yeah. are in oh, our, the playoffs. Our He's in enemy territory. Who we're tied with now in the division, and Lance thinks it's acceptable to be fraternizing. Well, I don't ever trust Lance to make good decisions, and this is just another bad one. Yeah. Like his sons are now Colts fans because their, their godfather well, is Bob, Chris Ballard. Is one of the god is, is snacks his godfather. Yeah, why are you making the enemy the godfather of one of your kids? Yeah, I mean that'd be like you having. Josh Allen, the quarterback. No, it'd be like me having the, having a kid first off, right. multiple, and then closing up the Brandon Bean. You're really having a problem with that, Mike. Yeah, I don't know why it's loose. I'm just afraid it's going to fall off. So I have to wait to the break because I don't know who did what, but it's on the very precipice of falling off. Whoever the man is, who's the general manager in Buffalo? I think it's Bean. I think his last name is Bean. Whoever Bean. it is, yeah, it's Bean. Brandon Bean. It would yeah. be me cozy, first having kids, closing up to him, and then making him. The Godfather, while I'm rooting for his team to lose, which I did quite a bit last night. You did. It was awesome. You love that. I'm a hater. You are such a hater. That is just awful. All right. What was the worst part? Okay, let me let me ask you questions. The offensive line, the defense giving up four plays of 40 yards or more, the referees, or... Some of the decisions that were made, coaching decisions, like, for example, in a 24-14 game, you're on your own 46-yard line, and it's third and one, and you throw deep. And then on fourth and one, you throw deep. When it's third and one, and you know you're going for it on fourth down, don't you run the football? Yeah, we had a discussion. This is different, though. No, I know. I was going yeah. to pref- we had a discussion about taking the ball out of your best player's hands, but I didn't like the decisions not to run the football. Uh, you need a yard. That that Jacksonville pass rush had given you issues early. And sure, CJ made some plays to extend drives, but he also uh, took some hits and and didn't make plays. We get into that maybe the quarterback holding the ball too long and or not even taking off, which might have benefited them. I was in favor of running the football, and if you are going to throw, manufacture something that gets you open quickly. And just picks up the first down. I don't know if the first read was to throw the ball deep down the field, but I'll, I saw intermediate routes and deep balls. I didn't see anything quick into the flats to get a, just to get a first down. I, I don't know, know if you want to run a rub route or or just a stop route, five yard hitch, whatever it takes to get you get yourself a first down. They did not do that, and I don't like to criticize play calling because there's so much that goes into it. But if I was going to take a shot at them, it'd be because they didn't run the football. Yeah, it, listen. It's cute when you, oh, my gosh, look at that play. How inventive. And oh, well, the, the gunslingers. And they and you and you get yourself a first down by a long pass down the field, and it's just huge in the crowd. But you know how, do you know how often that happens? Very rarely. Get the damn first down. Don't give them the ball at the 46. Now, they missed the field goal. That's when McManus missed the next field goal. And then they came back and scored a touchdown after that. But you don't give up possessions like that. You just don't do that, and I don't. I don't know. I felt better with four. If you're going to feel that way about CJ on on third and fourth and one, you you don't think CJ can get you twelve yards as opposed to 
Uh, Amendola kicking a 58-yarder, something he's never done. Yeah, and D'Amico talked about that. We could maybe play that later, His what went into his decision-making. But I assume they're going to go for it. I, I It didn't cross my mind that they were going to play for a field goal until I, until I saw him run out there. I was like, oh, okay. I just assume 4th and 12, you're going to try CJ because Amendola had missed an earlier-longer field goal and hadn't made, doesn't have a 50-yarder on his resume. So, under, understandably, you don't have your starting kicker, so you, you were in a, a tough spot. Maybe find someone who has longer range. I'm sure there are veteran, veteran kickers out there who, who at least in my eyes, I would have trusted more than having Amendola, but they went with him, and he does have a game winner on his resume, but he, he, he didn't make it. And I don't know if we crushed D'Amico for the signing of Amendola. He wasn't the only one involved. But I, I do look at that decision and go, huh, I'm probably, I'm probably trusting CJ there. I'm, t- I'm trusting CJ there. I, I didn't like the decision. It's 58 yards. I mean, it, it, was, no, no, it was really not a surprise that he didn't make it. He was going to make that. I mean, you're, you're with your backup kicker. And, you know, nothing from nothing. I, I trust CJ for 12 yards more than – I, I, we CJ had come up with a second and 25 first down and then was sacked again. So CJ, CJ throwing the ball down the field does not scare me at all. Now the offensive line scared you yesterday. That was bad. Uh, even before Titus Howard went out, he was, he was not good. He had given up a sack and there was pressure all day long on CJ. We got two Scruggs. We finally seen it. We saw a juice Scruggs signing. So we know he's alive. I'm sure when Lance gets back from being a trader, he can, he can discuss how happy he is that uh, that Duke's Juice Scruggs is marked safe. Yes, he, he's alive and out there. But to your point, like from the very get go, that the left side of the offensive line had problems. Like they had issues with the game that the Jags ran. Titus Howard and Tunsil had no answer for that early, and then quick quick pressure. It it was ugly. I mean, and I would say, I mean, before late in the game where they were getting to him, the Juice Scruggs at, at left guard was better than Titus Howard at left guard. And then, you know, Jacksonville continued to bring on the pressure at the Texans had to continue to drop back and throw the football. But it was an ugly, ugly start, and it kind of and it kind of lasted throughout the game. And the offense, the offensive line was bad. Um, I, I We talk about criticizing things or questioning things. I'm not sure why the Texans continue to decide to man up on the Jags' wide receivers. They had no answers for it. I mean, we can get into some of the stats about what we could have predicted as far as per- pass interference penalties. Even excluding the ones that we can get into that are questionable, the Texans on big downs were nowhere near Jags wide receivers when they played man. No. They brought pressure, played man, had no answers for the Jags. No, none. And there was one where, who was it coming across the field? Steven Nelson has got, he had no chance. There's there's just no chance of him being able to cover that, and they picked up a big game. Tavier, Tavier Thomas he went from one of your best defensive backs to really, really awful yesterday. The 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 second interference notwithstanding, because that was I don't know what he did. That was just ridiculous. That second call because he didn't even touch him. The first one, yeah, okay, you will give you that one. But the second one was just ridiculous. But the Calvin Ridley play at the end of the first half, my goodness, you cannot, you can't. What, why is he alone on an island out there anyway with Calvin Ridley up along the sideline? And then, you know, he just barely got it done. They stopped him because Desmond Keene make, made that, that tackle. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, they put them. You're right. I, I don't know. You know, D'Amico talked about a lot of breakdowns defensively. Maybe maybe you put your guys in, in some bad position. There were so, like the screen we're, we're watching the game back right now. There was a screen where the Texans brought pressure. It was a perfect call for that situation. There's also a big, a big play to a tight end where they just dropped coverage. So if you're talking about those breakdowns, I get it. But they're also just, hey, our guy's better than your guy. Isolating Calvin Ridley with with one of your corners wasn't a good decision. I think he Calvin Ridley dropped the touchdown down the sideline. Yeah. That should have been caught. So that was another big play they avoided. And then you say Calvin Ridley. I. Was it Calvin Ridley or Kirk who, at the end of the first half, who Kirk it was zero, wasn't it? it was, I, yeah, it was Kirk, right? Oh, it was Kirk. Brian, oh, it was Kirk. He, oh. Just you mentioned Desmond King making a play to save save points there. Another, and those kind of the over routes. The Texans could not stay with those guys as they were running across the field, and it was a problem all game long. Anytime the Jags needed a play, uh, they they found it when they went there. So it was interesting. 
I don't know if anyone asked why they play so much man right. coverage against the Jags, but it it would be interesting to, interesting to find out if it gets asked today in, in the Monday press conference what they saw and what they believe they could get done because whether either they are grabbing or or phantom grabbing and called for just getting beat, man coverage was not the answer, even excluding some of the breakdowns in coverage. Yeah. No, yeah, it was Chris and Kirk. It was, uh, and it was, but it was just, holy crap. You want to talk about going from, uh, you know, where you thought, and, and oh, by the way, and then the tank tell along the sideline. Was that a catch or wasn't it a catch? It took forever. It was the longest replay in NFL history. And then they come up with it wasn't. And then there are so many pictures from yeah. behind. Yeah. That sh- I don't know. Why do they not? I know they use video. Why don't they have a. Some like a, a certified photographer, <laughs> because if if the the people who are for the media outlets can find it and go, OK, two feet down. I wonder what that is, because they they freeze frame the shot on television when they're using video. Why would you have someone a replay photographer to take a picture? OK, in this instance, we time it up. We have the video, the, the shot, the pick. That's a that's a catch. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. And because th- for it's the NFL. And I know it's a tough spot where the toes down or not. Zooming in didn't help. Like like the pixels weren't great when they were zooming in. You don't have a camera for that. I know it's the Texans and the Jags, but it's maybe the biggest game of your week. Maybe have better cameras. Maybe have better angles. But it looked like a catch from 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 all angles I saw. I guess just because you couldn't zoom in and see see a uh, rubber bits coming up, they decided not to make the make the change. But it looked like a catch. The evidence says it was a catch. It was just just another missed call, and not just a Texans game. Throughout the league, it was it was an awful day for the referees. If they would have scored there on that touchdown, that would have been the biggest call of the game because everything went against you after that that, that ruling on the field because you missed the field goal. Then they came up with the big Kirk catch, and then they came up with that. Uh, but but a nice job set in the corner. Jalen Petrie set the corner. And then was celebrating even well. Did you see him running off the field? I mean, he was getting, he got up, he got taken out, but he did set the edge. He got taken out by one of their linemen. I don't know if Cam Robinson was still in the game. I don't even know who it was. It was still in the game. Who was in? Who who took him out? But he gets up and they're they're, <laughs> they're everybody's fighting and and he's like celebrating. It was fun. it was that was funny because I watched Jalen Petrie because I've been pretty critical of Jalen Petrie the way that he has been playing. And oh, by the way, in coverage, he there was one ball down the field that was missed. Holy crap! Jalen Petrie is running out of bounds as the ball is being caught behind him. Yeah, that was bad. The Texans didn't play the ball particularly well in the air. We mentioned uh, Tank did on the one that well, he got the penalty on. Well, he's a receiver. He, that's we know. Well, that's why they're not. That's not. That's why they're not receivers, well, John. That, well, that is that is true. There's a lot of defensive backs who can't catch. But this play, this is another play. Walker Little starts. He that's a Jaguars thing because Jawan Taylor did that last year too and got away with it. Bosa lost his mind in the playoff game because every time right, he, right. he thought he was like this guy starting early, you're going to call me for things, but not call him. He lost his mind. Is that just a Jags thing they get away with because it happened last year too? Walker Little started a play back in pass coverage a half a second before the ball is snapped. Tank Dell apparently took maybe a, even maybe a half a step towards the line of scrimmage was in that, CFL style. Was that why they said but legal see, shift? The, the announcers said it was because there were two men in motion, but I don't I don't think that was the case because you can if the other guy sets if you could be in motion after yeah, as that. long as as long as he says do you have to come, see that's it was I'm, because he didn't come to a full full stop. stop. Tank Dell had to come to a full stop right and Tank, pe- yeah that's what that's what they said but but you've seen a plenty where two guys were in motion well, this and is one what, guy is in motion this is what people it was something along the lines of if two guys are in motion then he has to come to a full stop it wasn't that there was two guys in motion but if there are two then Tank has to come to a full and stop. and these people were saying the Dolphins do this all the time because of Tyreek Hill out motion they see this all the time I know that the Dolphins pride themselves on making sure they come to a full stop. But, yeah, we see Tyreek Hill zoom in and people, and it never gets called. So I'd have to look at the play again. But, yeah, people are upset because, well, the offenses, they come from the same background. Now, difference isn't with Sloak and McDaniel. But people are upset with that. That happens all the time. A lot of eyes are on this Texans-Jags game. It wasn't just, like, Texans people talking about some of the calls. Yeah. Like, people re- were referencing the Dolphins and, and other people in their motion saying, why does Tank Dell not be able to, can't do it when Tyreek Hill does it all the time? So there are national eyes on it. And the and the officiated the officiating was one of the big 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 talking points and rightfully so because unfortunately the Texans got 
got the short end of it. Sure, the Stingley pick was a in re- direct result of a missed call with the with the I don't know who was on either holding or pass interference that was not called. But for the most part, you can say the Texans got screwed. Yeah, and, and I and screwed would imply that the, the referees were trying to. I think they just are bad at their job. No, they were bad. They're just bad. They're just bad. That was just a bad, bad, poorly refereed game yesterday on both for both sides. You're right. It, there should have been a hold on the Stingley interception, but there were other calls in that game that were just the tev- the second Tavier Thomas inter- uh, interference. Steven Nelson one. He puts his arm in his shoulder and they yeah. call hold and he takes it off and they call holding. I'm like, what? What is that? Where is a hold? There's nothing there. They didn't hold him. It's just ridiculous. Some of them were just ridiculous. Oh well, Texans lose, and now they're still in the hunt. The question will be on the other side. Are they ready? Are they ready anyway? We will uh, take a break here. If you want to get in, you've got thoughts on what happened. Plus, we got what did you learn this weekend in one sentence coming your way this morning here on the show. Right now, I am talking about Home Bank. These these people are awesome. I'm telling you, these, these people have been around. Home Bank has been around the community bank since 1908, celebrating 115 years. And they, they're still loving life. They're still loving the banking business. I know. They don't have people that are still around from 115 years ago, from 1908. But they do have veteran people, knowledgeable local bankers with local knowledge that their number one goal. Okay, so every every business has an aim, is, has a goal. Their number one goal is to give you personal banking solutions and help you reach your financial goals. Your financial goals benefit them. Everybody reaching their, benef- their their financial goals is a huge benefit to everybody, and they have competitive rates. You need personal you need personal banking. You need business banking. You need business checking and personal. You need all of these things, and they have great competitive rates on APY. All kinds of uh, uh, all, all kinds of different options for you. So if you're looking for a bank. That is going to take care of your needs. 42 total banking locations, five in the greater Houston area, River Oaks, Sugar Land, Gulf Freeway, Clear Lake, Friendswood. Stop by any home bank location or visit them at home24bank.com. Good for business, good for life. Home bank and member FDIC. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. All systems go. Houston is all systems go. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance and the same five guys who always call. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah, and we failed to mention the two blown timeouts that they used, too. There were, there's so many things. Listen, it's a young team. I'm not, are you down on them after yesterday? Uh, no, I, I was thinking to myself coming in, or at least some thoughts I had even last night was, you know, the ascension isn't going to be this linear thing where they just go up, 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 up and immediately shoot to the top of not only the division, but the league. You're going to have moments where, oh, OK, the NFL's tough. I mean, CJ's going to have moments where it doesn't always go his way because that's kind of the plight of a young quarterback. Now, you're, you're already a step ahead because of what he is and what he's capable of. But even yesterday, you can point to uh, maybe not just missed throws, but maybe some I won't say poor decision as far as throwing the football. But hey. Maybe take five yards here instead of holding holding it in the pocket. It it it'll help you on, on the on the next down. So things like that, but not down on them. I'm I don't come away from that game thinking, wow, there's a giant gap between the Texans and the Jags. I just no. think in a game where some the calls certainly didn't go your way, you don't you didn't have enough of a buffer. You're not where where you can overcome the things that happen and still win a football game. That's exactly what D'Amico talked about after the game. If you don't play your best, here's what happens. Not a missed opportunity for us is one that we didn't play our best. And as I told our guys, you don't play your best. You don't execute versus a good team. This is what happens, right? There's no need to hold our head or sulk about anything. Like, we got to do something about it when we're out there on the field, right? We got to execute. We got to play better. You play better, you'll win the game. And today we didn't deserve to win because we didn't play good enough. That's uh, that's that's That hits the nail, the nail on the head. They just didn't play good enough. They did not play well enough to win that football game. They made too many mistakes, too many breakdowns. I don't think they're ready to win at the highest level yet. Jacksonville's a good football team. They haven't had many good football teams. You see the NFC South? You know what record leads the division? Five and six. Five and six. This is the division that you're playing. You're playing like a group of five schedule this year. And you've lost twice. 
Yeah, you were two and two in those games, and then you have, and you need a miracle to beat Tampa. And the only win for one of those teams was you. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that was that was really. I mean, you. This is this is not like I, I think it's a little unrealistic. Maybe our hopes for this football team because they're just not that. It's you, I I don't know. It's like playing a again a group of five. Ah, can this guy play in the NFL? I don't know. And look at the competition he's playing against. <laughs> Which guy? The team itself? Yeah, the or? team. Okay. The whole team. Can it play in the NFL? I don't know. Yeah, it's playing against the NFC South. Yeah, we've seen C.J. Stroud raise the level of the floor for this team, certainly because of his play. I don't know if the ceiling is very high because of who they're playing and, and how they've looked. I mean, you barely, you needed him to be ridiculous to beat Tampa. We know they're not a good football team. The Colts handled them. I mean, it was a one. It was a. It wound up being what a one score game yeah. there. But yep. the, the Colts, the Colts didn't need a last second drive to beat the Bucks. You mentioned Carolina. Uh, you you prop you should have beat Atlanta, but you didn't. And the Saints game wasn't exactly a runaway. So that's the worst division in football. And if you struggled, you haven't been great. So and then you have your own division where the Jags are. Are at the top, and, and you're pretty good, and you've lost to the Colts. So they probably are right where they should be because of C.J. Stroud and what he is as a quarterback. But you have a let's say you have a, an average quarterback. This team's probably a three-win team. Yeah. Oh, no, no. If they didn't have C.J. Stroud, there's no question. And, you know, you put the ball in his hands. There were some some comments, and maybe I, you know, I was a little bit anxious, too, how long he's holding on to the ball. You know, maybe guys weren't open down the field because we don't get that view. I have to look at the all twenty-two. If he's not making plays on time, a lot of times he's. I, I, yesterday it seemed like he didn't make any plays on time. It seemed like everything was him scrambling around trying to find a guy. I mean, the touchdowns, the one to Nico was a scramble around. The one to Tank was a scramble around. Both of them were a lot of his plays yesterday, in in large part because the offensive line wasn't very good. But he was holding on to the ball. Here he is talking about playing in structure and improvising. Yeah, I try to do my best to keep my whole line honest, moving the pocket really well. Um, and when it's time to scramble, get some yards, try to go get some yards. And I feel like I try to do that as much as possible today. Got a couple good runs. But um, at times, and sometimes I don't need to scramble. But it, it's tough. When they're, towards the end, especially, they were dropping eight, rushing three, and they're really covering a lot of the zones, um, taking away some of the short stuff. And, backing up so we take away the deep stuff so what I, my job is to try to make a play and uh, I feel like I did that as many times as I could credit to those guys in Jacksonville it's a great team um, they have a great defense uh, from D-line all the way to DBs to the backers communicate very well and I mean at the end of the day we got to lick our chops and uh, lick our wounds and understand like it is what it is and we got to be better so I got to go out there and make some more plays on my end and but this isn't the end we'll, we'll be better um yeah, I, I listen. And CJ, I trust. I mean, he, he's still he's still looking down the field. He's still making plays. He's even made a few plays with his legs yesterday as well. Um, but I, you just hate for a, a young guy to get into the habit of of not playing on time on schedule, and you know, always looking to make much bigger play than you have to. You know, you sometimes you just got to take the easy stuff, take the stuff that's there uh, in this offensive line. You're going to have to get rid of the ball in a hurry. You have to get rid of it on time. He was playing really well, getting rid of the ball early. When the offensive line was really, really bad the first couple of games, he was still, you know, throwing, the, getting rid of the ball. He didn't do that at all. Didn't no. do that at all yesterday. I'm going to say something I've never said before. I'm going to be interested in what Jeremy Branham tweets because he does the, <laughs> he does the all twenty two stuff. Yeah, I've never said it out loud before. I, I may have I may have thought it, but I've never said it out loud before. Certainly not here. He does the all twenty two stuff, and he reviews the game. I'll, I'll be interested to see what what if there were checkdowns because we heard CJ talk about how they tried to take that away. I'll be interested to see if that stuff was there, and he decided I'm going to push try to push the ball deep and hold hold on to the football because there I don't know if Bobby Sloak has all, provided those options for him to get the ball out early if there's nothing. If he immediately doesn't see something in that in- intermediate range, it'll be something maybe the Texans have to move to if teams continue to take away the intermediate stuff. So I had to take JT to the airport during the game, and it was close to the end of the second half, uh, to the end of the first half. And I was listening to Andre Ware, and Andre Ware, on one of CJ's scrambles that he ran out of bounds, he just had he just gained a couple of yards. It was toward the end of the half there. 
he Andre goes, oh, my God, he had Robert Woods wide open down the field, wide open, and CJ just didn't see him. He was running free, and he would have had a touchdown. So maybe there was some of that stuff. You know, CJ's got to run. I, I can't put it on him. He's running for his life back there. At, at least he's still looking down the field for the most part, as opposed to a lot of young guys who will just put their head down and, and you know, and it's over. He still he continues to constantly want to make a play and makes a lot of plays, uh, not on schedule. But um, yesterday it seemed like it was exaggerated quite a bit. So we'll see whether or not, you know, he gets into that habit or if he's going to, you know, be able to, to, to play more on time. I, I just feel like with this offensive line, and and how bad if it's going to be like this? How in the world do you have a play designed? Can someone tell me? I know Josh Allen is really really good, and he had two and a half sacks. One of them came where no one he's standing there on the end, and no one blocked him. You cannot tell me that you came up with a blocking scheme that just said, "Well, let's ignore forty one on this play." I, I, can someone explain that you know, Mario Williams used to get? This is what I was going to say. This has been driving you crazy. It years. drives me nuts. <laughs> Who designs these blocking schemes? Like we saw, I, I even remember early in the uh, preseason, uh, Will Anderson got free for a hit on either running back or two. And, and it, the design was just simply to allow him to get into the backfield. You're like, what, why are you letting the heat seeking missile get in the backfield? You're starting quarterback. I don't know what it was. I mean, you're hopeful because if it isn't, it's you're asking Bobby Sloak what what's his problem. You're hoping it was a missed assignment. Uh, maybe CJ didn't adjust the press, slide to protection one way or the other. But to let Josh Allen just get a a free run, it's a little bothersome, particularly because your quarterback. As much as we talk about his uh his him being unflappable, part part of him being unflappable is standing in there taking shots. He's taken quite a few, uh, and some of them particularly last week and this week, you're like, ooh, is he going to get up? And there there was a time in this ball game where he, he looked a little gimpy. Uh, you see him grimacing, and, and, he, and of course, he stayed in the ball game. But those start to build up, and that's part of the part of the, you want him to play on time. You want him to avoid taking hits he doesn't need to hit, take. And if he, you heard him talk about he's going to continue to try to make plays. Hopefully, some of those plays involve just dumping it off to Devin Singletary and letting him, letting him make a guy miss or something because I think – I don't know if the sacks are building up. Yesterday wasn't a great game for the offensive line, but the hits are. Yep. And that's the thing I'd be concerned with. Yep, yep, no, you don't need that case. That's for sure. 713-780-3776. I went to the Dynamo game last night. Boy, you want to talk about fun. Holy crap. Good crowd from what I saw on FS1. great crowd. It was active. There's. I'm glad I didn't sit in the El Batallon uh, section. Would you have been welcomed? I Yes, I would. They would have welcomed me with open arms. Okay, but I'm just glad I didn't because it was so loud the entire game. Oh, that's the, that's the, the drum, thing. The that, drum beat. Well, yeah. Your baby ears. I'm just oh, glad. Oh, you got your baby ears. He, uh, Brian yeah. makes a point. You and your baby ears. I do. I do have baby ears, and I don't need that in my life. But I. It was fun. It was a great atmosphere, and the, and the uh, Dynamo won, and they're in the Western Conference Finals. So there's that. We got all kinds of stuff to talk. A lot about. of and, stuff happened this weekend. And oh yeah. There were some firings and hirings. Quite a few. Well, there was a hiring that wasn't well received, and then there was a different hiring. That's right. It's the craziest night. Billy Lucci says craziest night he can remember ever in a, in a, for Texas A&M University. Um, we will talk about all of that on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 97.5.com. Take his pork chop. I don't want his pork chop. I want his life. Back to two guys who would by now be recognized as common law married in at least eight states. John and Lance from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So much happening. It was well, Black, was it, what's that called, Black Sunday? Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday. We can call it that. Bloody uh, Sunday. Uh, bloody Sunday. Uh, closest to home here. And I talked to Danny yesterday. I went over and saw him yesterday. And and he said, he said, since I know so much, and I've, for the last five years, I've told him all the mistakes that he has made uh-huh. over the years, that I need to put my name in the hat for the head coaching job. 
because obviously I could do it perfectly, right? And I, I, I kind of agree with him. That you, that you could do it think, perfectly? I don't think I haven't seen my name as a candidate. Are you putting it out? I'm, in the putting, hat? It, I'm putting it out there. Pez, Tillman, uh, Dr. Couture, I'm here. Yeah, you got to pay that buyout. You can get John on the cheap. I have never lost a game. True. And I know exactly what you do wrong every single time because I've told Dana. I've told him. So I am putting my name out there for head coaching, the head coaching position at the University of Houston. So Saturday, the news came out that Dana, Holgerson, and and Houston are going to have a conversation about the future of the program. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long that conversation is actually going to last. I feel like once that story comes out, there that conversation can only have one end. Uh, I know Dana was asked about it, ap- asked about it after the game, and he said uh, he certainly wants to still be the coach, and so, so all the things you would say once you're posed that question. Whatever you can reveal, did Dana know this meeting was coming beforehand? He did not. He did not. He actually thought he was going to get another year. He knew, obviously, he knew four and eight wasn't good enough. Uh, you know, they had some good moments. Losing to Rice was just a killer. It was a killer. It was a killer for the program. It was a killer for him. Um, well, you he, look at. You but, look- but as far as the conference went, you know, all you were going to be this year was competitive. Listen. He, he thought, you know, this new building that they broke ground on was going to be a big help. He, he, it's it's just a fact. Whoever comes in here, he said, you know, Dana said, hey, they saved me a lot of work because this is, there's a lot to do here. And it certainly didn't help. One of the things that I've heard a couple of times now is the recruiting uh, services have U of H ranked last. In the, yeah, in the Big 12. In the, blast in the 100s or something. Or right? last in Power 5. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing people were pointing to as far as uh, the big going to the Big Twelve had not helped their recruiting. The other thing people, uh, as far as fans, were furious about was not only losing to Rice, which fine, you want to lose Oklahoma State at home, all right, but you're losing to Cincinnati, yeah. UCF, and then yeah. who's the only te- like you're losing to former AAC schools or current AAC schools, so you're not even beating up on them to show us that okay, sure, we're not. We're not Big Twelve worthy yet, but we can we can still beat the teams we normally play, and that didn't happen either. So you lose to Cincinnati at home, you, you go on the road and lose to UCF, and obviously the Rice loss. None of those things worked in his favor. No, and the four and eight certainly ending four and eight didn't either. Well, and 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 he would tell you, he would tell you that. Well, yeah, we we've, we've lost to Cincinnati and Central Florida before. Because, quite frankly, they were ready for big-time football long before we were here. Um, you know, this building that is going up is going to help. It's going to help the next coach. There's no question about it. Um, I'm not making no excuses. I, they, they didn't win. That's all there is to it. you got to win. And, you know, they had enough to, to be better. Um, he, he, you know, I think there, was gonna, there were going to be some changes I think one of them was going to be that he was going to take over the offensive play calling duties and he was going to get back the offense back. And maybe he should have done that. Maybe that should have been something that he should have done uh, beforehand because the offense certainly uh, fell in the tank uh, more than a few times at the end of the season. And it just got it's stale. And, and, and maybe maybe he should have taken it over sooner and might have been able to save his job if the offense was a little bit more fun if it was, you know, uh, something that could have, if they could have won a couple of games with the offense playing better. Um, all of those things. Listen, the the record speaks for itself. He didn't win enough. That's all there is to it. It's pretty simple. It's really, really simple. He's got a lot of money uh, coming his way, and they're going to have to pay him, and that's, you know, you know what? It's deservedly so because he's got that contract, and they wanted to sign him to that contract, so, you know, they're going to have to pay up on that. And now you've got to find yourself a coach, but I think that, the money is definitely prohibitive. I will say this. Whoever they get, they better do it in a hurry because NIL, I, I don't know what you think you're going to get, what kind of players you think you're going to get. Dana was raising a lot of NIL money be, just because he's Dana and he's got a lot of friends. He's got a lot of friends with money. And so they were. there was a lot of NIL money that was coming in. There's a lot of NIL money. There's sweet money that's going away now with Dana leaving. Uh, West Virginia people are going to leave. Uh, friends, good friends who, who built, buy suites are going to leave. You know that that's going to come with it. Listen, wins will will bring money into the program, but it's going to be tough. 
it is going to be awfully tough uh, whoever comes in here next right away to build up that NIL money that you've got to have to recruit. And, uh, you know, he's, they, they still not going to have that new building, which is going to help them compete. If you don't think facilities matter, you're wrong. When you look at oh, Oklahoma State's facilities, um, at Baylor's facilities, when you look at all the facilities in the Big 12 right now uh, compared to what the University of Houston has, it's night and day. So it's going to take a little bit of – it's going to take whoever it is a little bit of time. I really would like to see Willie Fritz. I think Willie Fritz would be a – Willie Fritz, what he's doing at, at Tulane, yeah, I was just in New Orleans this weekend, and they were playing – they played uh, – yeah, UTSA, UTSA there, yeah. who Jeff Trailer is also a candidate. I just think Willie Fritz is a, a hell of a coach. He probably deserves a Power 5 job. Um, and he, you know he can win in a in – a, here's the difference is coaching in a big city school is different than coaching in a college town. Much different. You have so much more that you have to compete with. And for Willie Fritz to be able to put together what he's put together at Tulane, beating USC last year, how about how about that in a bowl yeah, game? In a bowl game, yeah. I mean, uh, and winning, doing it again now with one loss this year, and I mean, I think Willie Fritz would be a hell of a a hire if they were able to do it. Probably got to pay, pay some money, and with what you have to pay Dana, and you know what you have to what you have to do now there, and, and the lack of money that the University of Houston has, it might be a, a difficult draw. Maybe well, you pro- pro- promise him a longer-term contract that'll be get that'll uh, raise in the future. What do you think the 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 administration is looking for? Are they looking for a quote unquote program builder? Do they think this thing needs to be broken like broken down to the studs and raised back up? Where do they see themselves at? Because you know when Dana was hired, you, you get the coach of the Big Twelve. Yeah. Uh, he he was a standing coach. He was not like he was out of a job, and they hire him away, and they go. We're not an eight-win program. We all remember the quote. And obviously things have not gone their way in that regard. Do they think the studs, break it down to the studs and build it back up, or do they think they can hire a guy who can come in, get some transfers in, change the culture, and be a seven, eight-win team in, in the in the short term? I think they think they term. can win right away. I think they can win right away. It, But, <clears throat> well, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the conference, so it it, it, it levels it off some. Colorado's not any good. Utah's really good. You know, you got some te- a couple of teams. Arizona, that are Arizona looks good. Um, there's there's talk about you know Jed Fish actually getting a bigger a bigger job. There was talk about Jed Fish coming to uh, Texas A and M before they hired Mike Elko uh, yesterday. Um, there there's some there's good good football here. Listen, at best next year it's a middle of the pack. And you know you got it's going to have to build up. I, the The expectations were unrealistic if they thought that they were going to win big this year. It would have been nice to beat Rice. It would have been nice to beat Cincinnati and be a. If he was a bowl team, if they were a bowl team right now, Dana would get another year. Yeah, Rice is a bowl team. They won right. their game against FAU, so they do qualify for a bowl. Congratulations to that program and Bloomgren for doing that for doing that job. They were nearly a, they were a bowl team last year, but the, or they nearly qualified for a bowl last year. Didn't get it done down. I thought they did. I think they might have went five and seven, but didn't. Did they got a bowl though? They might have gotten to a bowl. Yeah, be, afterwards because of the F, be, yeah. because of their grades or something like that, or yeah. they didn't have enough spots. But this year they earned quote right. unquote earned their spots. So congratulations to them. Uh, yeah, this is, I think the games that matter most. Obviously, the Texas game was a blow uh, that could have changed his fortunes because that was a close ball game. But you you, you 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 lose Cincinnati in the way you did. Now there there's other stuff going around the program at the time um, uh, with uh, the unfortunate deaths of of the, the former players, but that was a game people were going to point to and say, you win that one, you win UC, that's a UCF game you should have won, and the Rice game you go, okay, that that's a, you're, you're a bowl team, you're a 7-1 team, and sure, it ain't it ain't great, but you beat who you should have beaten, and and you play Texas close. Yep. So uh, those are the things that, that can change the fortunes of a program and a coach. And I know Twitter is like one aspect of it, but what was where was his standing in the program as far as was he liked, was he not? Did people... F- since that uh, people had turned on him, where where was that at? Oh, he knew the fan base had turned on him. I mean, that's that uh, he had he didn't really talk about. No, I don't think he felt like the he thought the building was great. I think he got along with with most everybody. I, okay, it, that was I don't think that was that that's the issue. The whole thing was the results on the field. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
Um, but he knew that the the fan base. He said he was like, I don't get it. Why do Why do they hate me here? <laughs> they expected he's, he's more. He's rough around the edges, and that's what that's just what Dana is going to be. And I don't think I don't think it. I think it rubs people the wrong way. Maybe maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't it's know. Acceptable why. when you win games. That's it. When it's they not. Loved him. When it's not. He's yep. our guy. He's the gruff. He's our guy. But when you don't, nope. uh, people turn. What? All right. Uh, news of the word. I'm uh, not news of the word. What'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? We got that coming up next right here on ESP. So. What did you learn? There's plenty to have learned. Plenty to have learned this weekend. So what did you learn? It doesn't have to be sports. It could be anything. 713-780-3776. 713-780-3776. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Let's go. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. I'm going to make this fast because John has a tea time and Lance has more NFL work to do. Live from the Fairtex Community Bank Studios, it's the trench. Get in the trench. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Let's go. 713-780-3776. It is, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? And there was plenty, plenty to learn. I I learned, okay, maybe I'll start. I went to the Aggie LSU game. Okay. I learned that the Aggies are freaking out about Mark Stoops. Well, they were freaking out. They Well, yes, I learned that Mark Stoops better not ever go to College Station because no one there likes it. Well, at some point, Kentucky has to play them and... I don't. They. I don't think they've ever played them. Maybe they've done it once in College Station, but that has to happen. What is their problem with him? Don't understand. I I'm, don't I'm, understand those people' problem he's with a, a good coach. He's a good football. He's player. at a program that we talk about. Eight wins isn't. We're not an eight win program. Kentucky, before Mark Soup got there, prayed for eight wins. They're a consistent bowl team, and I know seven and six, seven and five had a big win this uh, against Louisville over the weekend. But I know it's not the name you thought, but. You want it because he doesn't. He's at Kentucky. No one wins at Kentucky. No, nobody. And he, and he consistently gets some of the bowls. But you got your guy. You got Mike Elko, a guy you know. I mean, A&M people know. You, he was the D.C. there. So I guess you're happy because of what he did at Duke. But relax. What, was he, what, was, what did Mike Elko's uh, record this year? Well, he Seven was, and five? He was good. Gonna, they had a good season this is, last this is, year. This is, but he's won it. But he, they love them as a D.C., okay. I guess. So well, I guess Mike Elko clearly a better coach than Mark Stoops. I guess. Reason. I guess. We'll see. Andre, what'd you learn this week in one sentence? I learned that for the past three years, I've been held hostage by the ineptness of Matt Canada's offensive coaching style. Yeah, the Steelers went for over 400 yards for the first time in like 40 plus games. I will point out they only scored 16 points, but getting over 400 yards was the exciting it part, is, apparently. I guess. Like, no more Matt Cannon. You, you scored 16. 16. Against a bad Bengals defense, 16. by the way. The Bengals defense stinks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 713-780-3776. Get in and take his place. SMU Sunny, what'd you learn this weekend? Hide your cardboard popcorn box. SMU's about to drop a deuce in it. What? what is, I don't know. Hide the, the popcorn box. I know Lance, 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 drop, yeah, Lance, Lance drops a deuce in a popcorn box. I know SMU scores a lot of points. I'm not yeah. sure what they're what the They're in the about. conference championship game. They play uh, no too one, late. They don't. No one cares. Well, <laughs> some people might. Well, it's a yeah, chance. It's a might. chance to make it to a, a New Year's Six game, right? Yeah, right. I don't. Oh, so if SMU wins, they'll go because I know Tulane will go. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who's the other non-power five who might be who might go ahead of them. Maybe SMU will go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This might be this the, the deciding game. Well, hide the popcorn box. I don't know why you got to poop in a box. Yeah, I don't know either. 713 Get in. Aggie Lane, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that time is a flat surface because 15 years ago, my Aggies also hired a guy from the Northeast named Mike after another idiot had been fired who shouldn't have been hired. Flat surface. Flat service. Is he talking about Mike Sherman? <laughs> yeah, another idiot from the north. Named Mike. Named Mike. Yeah, it was Mike Sherman. Who was the guy? And Danny, was that 15 years ago? Was, was he after Francione? 
Was is Francione yeah. the idiot who shouldn't have been yeah, hired? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With Alabama ties? Well, for a week. He went to Alabama for about a week, didn't he? Uh, Francione, right? Yeah. Or was that Mike Price? I don't remember. Mike Price was the guy who was at Alabama, got caught with Well, the, he uh, was, but Francione wasn't there long either. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. I yeah. think I think the the coach in question that they hired was Mike Sherman, right? Right. He is so, from, yeah, from Massachusetts. Yeah, Mike Mike Sherman. We found that out. Another coaching. So the, the surface of the earth is flat. He said time. Did he say it? time is a flat circle? Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. It's a flat circle? Yes. Okay, so 15 years ago this happened? Yeah. Gotcha. Mark, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that if you're a set producer and set designer for a junior high production of Frozen, you can work the halftime show at Ford Field on Thanksgiving Did Day. Did you see that, John? Did, you know, I, everybody's talking, what, what, what happened? Jack Harlow, rapper, was the uh, was the guy was the musical artist, and it it was a cheap looking set. It was as like he said, it is as if a middle a junior high set designer for a play decided to, they gave him a chance, and this is what he came up with with the budget. I don't know who if that's a Detroit well, thing or an NFL thing on Thanksgiving. But it was atrocious. You know that ownership is really cheap. Yeah, I don't know who builds that, but if you're Jack Harlow, you walk out there and go, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm not. You're not gonna have me out here in that." But he was out there, you know. And he had his hype man I, I, who did nothing. I didn't. Too. I didn't. I never. I didn't see it. I just saw the comments about it. Was it was not good. It wasn't good. I didn't see it. I don't. I'm halftime. I'm not a halftime show. Me either. Guy. I don't like it either. Brandon, what'd you learn this week in one sentence? Uh, good morning, fellas. I learned once an accident. Twice a coincidence, three times a pattern. Go blue. Michigan oh, beating Ohio. Go yeah. blue. Three in a row now. My uh, one in. What's uh, Ryan Day's record? Ryan Day he, done. Is he going to get? He's the, one in three against. He, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out what his record is when he doesn't play Michigan in the regular season. Is he going to get the John Cooper treatment? If we remember, we remember back. Yeah. John Cooper was before Trestle and Urban Meyer. He could not beat Michigan. Had great teams. Can never beat Michigan. And it sealed his fate there. Is, is Ryan Day going to... Well, we know what Harbaugh said after they beat him the first time, or the second time. He goes, uh, man was born on third base, thought he hit a home run. Yeah, right. Because Urban Meyer yeah, built right. that thing, and he took over. Ryan Day did. Yep. yep. Uh, who's next? Tongue Dart Chris. Tongue Dart, what's up? Uh, I learned, according to Ray in Sugarland, that uh, John Granado is actually a uh, fashion designer and collab with the Rockets. There was a there was a guy who oh, somewhat looked somewhat looked like you, I guess. No, I showed my kid. They were like, and they think that's you. They thought, where'd you get those glasses? <laughs> well, there it is. I saw that too, and I was like, what the hell is that? It, uh, who is that guy, by the way? What, I, I don't he's know. Some kinda, Did he say he, pastor? I think, I think he it? designs, does he design uniforms for them or whatever? Maybe. I'll have to look at their Twitter. I'm not sure who I that don't guy. Know. I just saw the pictures come across. There was a I guy barely paid attention. signing something in a big Houston Rockets jacket. Yeah, and, and their, their new cool jacket. Their Dunkstronaut jacket, because it matches with the Dunkstronaut uniforms, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, and people say he looks like you. Look at did, did you see that? We're watching the Texan, Texans game again in here. Watch the replay. But Jalen Petrie is getting up and running off the field while the play. Desmond King just started the tackle on Etienne to end the half, and Desmond King gets up. We'll show, they'll show and, it again here. Yeah, they're going to show it here. It was a pretty good play. It was, but and watch. He, I Petrie. mean, he didn't even look at. It. He, he doesn't even. He, he didn't just, jump in to hold him. He, out. Didn't, <laughs> he didn't. You know, there's a pile up. He didn't even try to jump he just in. Just runs play. away. Hey, made a play by getting held, I guess, and uh, setting the edge. Ryan Day, thanks to Kevin G. Joseph for letting me know. He's 40 and 0 against the rest of the Big Ten. Oh, my God. That was fun. Joey, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Nothing runs through Lubbock. Nothing runs through Lubbock. Yeah. (laughs) Texas kicked their ass. By the way, I watched. How about this? I watched Arch Manning's debut. Were you excited? With Arch Manning's godmother. And what, was she excited to see her she godson? She was thrilled to see her godson play, and he played okay. I mean, he looks he looks pretty good. It'll be interesting to see what happens now. She didn't have any insight into whether or not he was staying or any. Um, but, you know, there's a – hey, Eli sat for a couple of years at Ole Miss. Fa- will that family be involved in a transfer portal saga? No, I don't I, think so. I feel like – I think they're very unsaga-like. Yeah, I feel like – I mean, the guy didn't even go to camps. Yeah. That's how uninterested they were in the playing the game. Yeah. So, 
I would imagine he'll sit and I guess at least take a year or two. I mean, two years, including this one, to figure it out. I don't know if I would sit if I was him, but you know. Well, what? if hey, you I'll tell you this though, the reception that he got at UT on Friday night, how much they love him and how looking forward they are to him. Well, if you were there, just in the, there, the, if I was him, I could feel the love. Understood, but if yours is making the winning the Big Twelve and possibly making the playoff, how do you bench him? Yeah. Yep. 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 No, you can't bench yours. Uh, Obed, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Yes, sir. Hey, I learned that the NFL should have extra point kickers and 50-yard plus kickers. You want two, two kickers? Two different kickers? I mean, college football's been doing that. You got your long-distance well, you kicker. You got 100 spots. Yeah, so. you, can, you can find somebody <laughs> to take long-distance kicks. Yeah. It's usually because your short-distance kicker is not great. Yeah. You would hope in the NFL you could just find one to do both. Right. You could get a walk-on to do extra points, but yeah. and a scholarship kid to kick. Of course, the scholarship kid is in the scholarship kid should be making he extra should points. Should be able to make extra. The points. problem is scholarship kid when he doesn't make long ones, and they go find yeah. some soccer player to kick long ones. Right, and and he's busy playing soccer. Yeah, uh, Alex. Finally, you're our last one, Alex. What'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? Uh, I learned that if you get invited to Thanksgiving dinner with somebody who catered. Somebody from a Facebook post, uh, you may need a big backup plan because you're probably not going to get food. So you had some drama. Someone hated somebody on Facebook is what you said? I barely understood. I it was did, a Facebook re- post and you didn't, he didn't get to eat. Don't yeah. experiment on Can Thanksgiving. Can you hate something on Facebook? I don't know if they even allow you to just like thumbs down stuff anymore. I don't really understand what he said. I will tell him one thing. Don't experiment on Thanksgiving, whether it be with people yeah. or with food. Uh, have a set list of people you want to come to your Thanksgiving dinner so they don't ruin stuff. Yeah, apparently you got... It keeps well, you from you're eating. listening to that. Yeah, that lady. <laughs> that lady. But that lady is right. Don't experiment with food. And I'm telling him, don't experiment with the people who come. You want a, you want a calm Thanksgiving so you get your food. That's all. That's all. Yeah, you want make sure that you know everybody who's I mean, coming and I'm nobody the, hates I'm going to point it out. If someone kept me from getting my yam, mm-hmm. we would have had problems. Yeah. That's all. All right, we are. Uh, that's a good one. Nice job, people. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Taking a break. Someone three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You can have more than one sentence next. All right, here. If you want to get in, anything that you want to talk about, you're more than welcome. Let's go. ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. We're your daddy. Well, I feel like I'm your daddy. You're not my daddy. No, daddy. no, no I'm your daddy. You ain't my daddy, boy. Yes, yeah, I am. No, you are not our daddy. daddy. I am your daddy. Not our daddy. 